Welcome everybody to Bitcoiners Guide. This is the show that we wish we would have had when we first started learning about Bitcoin. So we made it for you. We're your hosts, Big Sean Harris and Pam Marcus. We are joined today by Mr. Heartpace 2000, FF2K. Guys, how's your trades going? How's it going, Sean? It's going, it's going. Did you, did you buy the dip? I mean, we just had the news of, um, I don't know when this is coming out, but we just heard that uh, Binance um, is taken, what do you say, how do you say that? They're, 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 they're taken to courts, yep. getting sued by the SEC and even Coinbase is getting sued right now. Maybe we can talk about it. But yeah, time to buy the dip. <laughs> yep. That's how oh, the trade I, is going. That's how the trade is going right now. Well, uh, just to just to give everyone a little timestamp, today is June sixth, uh, eight forty a.m. Eastern time. That's where I am. Uh, I don't care where you are. Uh, I do care where you are a little bit if it's somewhere cool. And uh, we're just out here having a good time talking about Bitcoin today. We're excited because FF, dude, we've been trying to get you on for like two months now, and it was either your schedule, my schedule, or Marcus's schedule. So we're happy. Uh, that that we finally got to sit down and and talk with the OG himself. I'm no OG, but listen, I'm I'm glad to talk Bitcoin. I haven't talked Bitcoin in a while with too many people. You know, haven't had uh, too uh, many conversations. I missed the conference this year, and uh, I don't have any. I don't go to any meetups, and most of my uh, contact with Bitcoiners is over Twitter or um, or not not uh, Nostrich. Nostrich. You know? Nostrich. Yeah. yeah. Nostrich, Nostrich, whatever. That how's, how's, that, how's that going for you? Because I'm having a tough time. I'm not going to lie. You know, Very, I, I love I, the I, idea. I make an effort to, to post on there every once in a while. It's pretty cool. I mean, people send me sats, you know. What's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that, is the best, that, is, that is the best part about Noster is this apps. Yeah. It's much better than a like. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 That's the thing with Noster is I, I kind of have to agree with Marcus is right now. I just, I like, I mean, I have an iPhone. So using Domus, you know, it's, it's been good, but there's a lot of just functionality things that are still missing right now that, you know, I, yeah, that, it's getting way better though. It's gotten way better since the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's constant. It's constantly improving. I kind of, yeah. Try- I try it out like once every like two weeks now. I'm like, uh, where are we at? You know, and then and then out back to Twitter, right? Yeah, I, I try to post once a day there. Actually, yeah. I try not to go on social media so much anymore. I'm trying to get away from it because it is so counterproductive. I mean, it was really uh, useful for me when I was first learning about Bitcoin. Yeah. But now it's 99% noise, you know? Yeah. It's still a it's still a good source to get like your news and what's going on and yeah you know, like a vibe oh. check of like what's happening and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the check, <laughs> the reality check, because every other news source is just a uh, yeah suspect. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, lots lots to go. We can even talk aliens today if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, <laughs> where'd that come from? You didn't. You didn't pick up the news today. It's all about aliens, man. Oh no, I didn't see that. 
Is that it? Was yeah, there you, that you? got released or something? Yeah, did you did you see it, FF? No, I did not. Unless you're talking um, illegal immigrant aliens. No, no, no. Actual <laughs> extraterrestrial uh, life forms. It was uh, it was tour tour de Maser. He uh, uh, he was one of the people who posted it. There's this mainstream media outlet in the United States. They reported that um, some. And I mean, don't quote me here. Like I'm not, I'm not an expert, but it was something in the case that some high-ranking former intelligence and and Navy pilot or whatever, he's now like the uh, whistleblower saying that he had uh, first-hand accounts of other people telling him that there are like programs going on that the United States has actual downed or crashed uh, UFOs, including dead pilots, like dead aliens in inside the aircraft. What? Yeah, they have been saying that and forever. That's and they're breaking the story, you know? And like, if you look over the past 12 months, there's been more talk like from official, quote unquote, official sources saying that there are some UFO sightings and pilot and it's always just like one pixel on a screen that's moving right it's never yeah like, why is it always the worst quality like... <laughs> right like it's never yeah. caught in 4k you know and it's always over u.s soil you know it's like in that movie where they say like how come like whenever aliens come to earth they always come to the united states you know? <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i think it's like a a giant psyop and they're gonna use this uh, i don't know for what but um yeah I don't know. I thought you guys it. heard it. I mean, it was one of the topics on Twitter today, so I figured you guys must have seen it. That is, a, that is an interesting thing to think about. Like, what, you know, as, like, the more I become a Bitcoiner, the more I become a contrarian, and the more I become, like, a, I guess, quote-unquote, conspiracy theorist. So it would be interesting if, if the government was throwing out certain psyops, which I'm sure they are, to, like, keep... Like on the same vein where it's like, okay, we have the Democrat and Republican psyop where it's like, it's just kind of bread and circuses between these two things that keep us distracted. Then are they throwing out these alien psyops to keep us unfocused from the money printer? You know, I think it's more, I think it's more they'll, they would release a psyop like that to see it, to discount you. If you, if you bought into it, then they would, you know, uh, classify you as a nutcase. Look at this guy; he's in the sp- He believes this space alien bullshit. You know, the that's what I would think it would be. You know, something so I'm more. I I thought it was either it's they could use it to like argue. This is why we need a space force. Or <laughs> I re- I remember <laughs> I remember uh, when during the Iraq uh, war. There was also this stuff where they showed like footage of like Iraqi soldiers who were saying, oh, my God, the U.S. has like this uh, weapon. There was no tank. There was no helicopter. But our our vehicles just melted. And in the end, it turned out that I was like fake as well. You know, but it was meant to to scare the other Iraqis who were who were listening and watching that news as well. Like, oh, my God, the United States has some new weapon. You know, it could be like misinformation to like scare your your enemy or whatever. It could it could be anything you can you can use it for. But yeah, the, yeah. The, well, anyway, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right, Sean. Like because of like Bitcoin Twitter, you are you do become like super suspicious of like everything. 
we're, we're a bunch of conspiracy theories now. That's all it is. Listen to all this stuff. But it's all right. I don't I don't believe anything at face value anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's like what are, it's almost like, okay, what are they telling us and what's the propaganda yeah. behind yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. What what yeah, what's the angle? What's the incentive for them to say this? Yeah. The agenda. Yeah. For sure. Hey, maybe maybe just to kick it off, right? Like, um, um, can you, I mean, like you've, I know you've been around for a long time because by the time I got to like Bitcoin Twitter, you were like one of the first, like in that group of like first Bitcoin maximalists I started following, you know, at a certain point you realize, okay, wait a second, there's this group of like hardcore Bitcoiners and, and yeah. like your, you, you have like this epic uh, avatar, you know, I don't think you've ever changed it. I see. I mean, you did add the laser eyes to it, obviously, but uh, yes. I even see some other accounts using that avatar now. And I know it's like you're the original one, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a good story behind that. Number one, I, I'm not an OG. I came in at the end of uh, 2017. And oh, okay. yeah, and um, if I'm a maximalist, that's only because I was, I did do some shit coining and learn my lesson. Right. Yeah. So it's not like, not like I'm pure or anything. It took a while for me to figure it out. Um, but now it's like, you know, I'm at a point where uh, I, I mean, it's so, so much shit out there. It's so much to, to filter through every day, every scammer, everybody promoting something stupid. And you can see, you know, once you, once you've been around for a while, you, you can see why what everybody else's motives are, you know, what they're everybody has an agenda. And, um, you know, I don't want to be any part of that. I don't want to get involved in anything. And I think, you know, I'm here for one reason. I mean, that's I want to see Bitcoin succeed. And, and I don't it doesn't have to succeed tomorrow. You know, I know this is a long game we're playing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to slow that down by by being a scumbag by promoting anything other than bitcoin because as far as i'm concerned none of these currencies have any value if, if you think an altcoin has has any value then then bitcoin bitcoin scarcity um means nothing yeah right i mean that goes right out the window what does scarcity mean these are digital these are digital these are accounting systems for digital units right there's no value there unless there's a network of people that value one of these networks and the scarcity of the units to be distributed. So what you, if you, what do you, what do you yeah, say? So to I'll play, like, so, okay. Yeah, I was go, just going to say, go, go, go. I was seeing there's this, I think like Majid is his name or something. And he was saying, you know, well, the maximalists who say that it's only Bitcoin, you know, that's an authoritarian take. And it's not a decentralized take, you know, like, what do you say to people when they like, let me let me add to that as well, because they'll also throw in. Yeah, but nobody's saying that it's completely different. You have Bitcoin and nobody is disagreeing that it's decaying and store value. But all these altcoins, you know, there's so many projects out there with like real utility and, and, <laughs> <laughs> that's what i always hear and i mean i have my answer right but i'm just curious to see how you would respond to that yeah. uh, i think all that utility can be brought to uh, another software layer that uses bitcoin's units as their accounting software 
So I think all that utility uh, can be brought to another layer. And uh, like I said, I don't think if, if, if you think any of these other altcoins units have any value, then what's the value of 21 million? Because it, you can make a digital unit. Anybody can make a digital unit and they can make it in any quantity they want in a matter of minutes. Right. I could, yeah. I could fork a chain tomorrow and, uh, and that's often the case, right? Someone. Most of most of those coins come with like a heavy pre-mine, you know, which gets distributed to like the first founders or investors or whatever. Yeah, even if, but even if they weren't, even if they were launched as on a, even if a new coin came out tomorrow, launched just as fair as Bitcoin. Right. It's it. You know, if you think that has value, then Bitcoin scarcity has no value because these are just digital units. <laughs> so okay so I, this is really interesting because i was having a conversation with rope about this and you know more just like trying to learn than anything and i think that you know the question was basically why why can digital scarce or why can absolute scarcity only be achieved once like why can't someone else create a coin that has absolute scarcity as well because now it, it doesn't matter if it's because it, it's it's more units, it's more digital units. I mean, if we're talking this is money and this is what we're going to base value on and we're it's going to be like a metric system, uh, 21 million, you know, um, yeah. and everybody's going to be able to depend upon the denominator. If you believe in another denominator, another network, um, it just then I don't see the value in the in the hard cap. Because you could just keep doing that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then you're just diluting the you're diluting, you know, the world's value between all these different networks. Um, and that can go on forever. Right. In perpetuity. Yeah, it's like you once you once you break that, once you break that kind of like that precedent is the word, maybe. I don't know. Then who's yeah, to I say mean, you this, won't do it again and again and this again. This is right? it. This is it. This is it. This is this is the world's one chance at a decentralized money. This is it. If we okay. fuck this up, we're never going to have it again. Ever. I mean, no, this is it. This is our one shot. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I'm completely with you. But you haven't told us about uh, the avatar or the name yet. Oh, the avatar. So, uh, do you do you yeah. remember White Rabbit Bitcoin? Uh, Who's uh, that? Do you remember? No. Do you, okay, White White Rabbit Bitcoin. He was a he was a popular oh, yeah. guy when I first came around, and he um he created it for me. He uh he made uh, the avatar for me, and uh, he and I now I, I liked it right away, and that was it. I used to have this. It was the same avatar. He just put the helmet on my face. So there is, uh, you know, I do have a picture of that ah, avatar. Okay. It's like a little cartoon, you know, from Apple or whatnot. Right, you just right, put the helmet right, on my face. And then I just embraced cool. it because I, everybody that changes their avatars all the time, I can't, I can't keep track of them. Like, I don't know. No, like, I know here. you, I know you, Marcus, from your avatar. Yes. Right. Exactly. That's like, that's like the worst part about going to a Bitcoin conference is you're like, someone yeah. tells you their name. You're like, oh, uh, yeah. like, can I see your avatar? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of like wear a shirt with your avatar, except for you, Sean, because you just you just need to put on your high yeah. top. Yeah, 
But um, what about yeah, so, what about the name Fartface? Where did that come? From? That okay, that came from so um, I was on I joined Twitter. Yeah, I joined Twitter. I want to say in like 2010, 2000, whenever the first came out, and I heard about it on um on a radio show. I think it was like Jamie Fox who was advertising it, who was like promoting it, and so I just set up a um. I didn't think any, you know, I didn't think this was like when social media first just started taking off and I really yeah. didn't want to get involved in it, but this was a new one. So you I still figured, had a Blackberry I, back then. No, nah, I never had a Blackberry, but I had a, I had a, a oh. droid or an iPhone at that time. And um, right. so I signed up on the Splur and I, I just created that username. And, you know, people have told me over the years, why don't you change your, you like my kids, man, I got fucking 30 year old children. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, they 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 send me my tweets. I mean, I just got like, um, I get feedback from my and their, and their daughters, they they think I'm like out of hand, like, I shouldn't say the shit I say, but I'm like, that's why I'm anonymous. I mean, I want to say shit that I can't say, yeah, in polite company and business company, and you know, I just right. want any right, wrong, or indifferent. and you know, I get schooled all the time on all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. So that's what's the best part about Bitcoin Twitter is like you show up to Bitcoin Twitter, you're like, yeah, I know. Or you first go like, oh, I don't know a lot. And then you start thinking, you know, a lot. Yeah. And, and then you make some <laughs> opinion and someone just like, boom, 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 like five points. And you're like, oh, OK, I got to start there, learning more about Bitcoin. There's some people there's some people I purposely like try not to interact with because they're just too they're fucking thinking on a a wavelength way past me and i can't even <laughs> like respond to them logic you know smart smart wise it's just too smart yeah but there's a lot to learn there man a lot of people to learn from and everybody's different and that's the best part is that everybody comes at this from a different perspective you know i i've, I've got a very different perspective than either you guys you know um, it's interesting because I kind of wanted to talk about your perspective. You know, you 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 kind of run a, you run a business. Is that correct? Like yes. In the fiat world. Yep. Ha, ha, have you been able to implement Bitcoin or implement Bitcoin like ideologies? I could say uh, into, um, your, into your business. Like, how have you? Like, yeah, no. Bitcoin so, you? Has Bitcoin been able to change your business at all? Well, I tell you one thing. Um, Bitcoin kept me from taking. This could be bad. This could be a bad thing, but Bitcoin kept me from Bitcoin philosophy or just learn. You know, opening my eyes to things and and the fiat system. Um, I could have had a landfall of money through the PPP loans with the small business enterprise. Yeah. That in COVID, and I'm talking like stupid money. Yes. You know, like that I didn't deserve. Because mm -hmm. I didn't lose a lick of business through COVID. I mean, I lost a little bit of business, but in my business, when you're slow, you lay people off. And that gets, you know, that's like the cycle of life. You get laid off, you get hungry, you come back, you work harder again. That's good. I've yeah. never paid people to do nothing. And just because the government wanted me to pay my people to keep them on the payroll, I'm like, fuck that. You know, we've been laying off people, hiring people as we get busy, as we get slow for the last 30 years. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, the government's going to tell us, oh, no, everybody, these are construction workers. Number one, COVID didn't affect, didn't really affect construction unless they shut the job down. You know, and those jobs, we tried to relocate to people. 
If we couldn't relocate them to another job, we laid them off. And and construction workers are used to that. Construction workers get paid more more an hour because they normally don't work 40 hours a week, you know, 52 weeks a year. Yeah. And yeah. and the last thing I wanted to do was 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 um create a, a communist uh you know uh what's the word um just a, like a culture a culture yeah culture right. culture right like a culture like guys we don't have to work hard we don't yeah. have to fucking bust our ass you know we don't have to work late we're getting paid anyway everybody's getting paid yeah yeah you yeah. do that do that for two years <laughs> your, your your business is over done. yeah done yeah, yeah. And and we did have a little bit of complacency, but we nipped it in the butt, man, as we saw it, you know, and everybody got a little complacent over COVID. Uh, but the last thing I, I didn't want that that government money. So now, again, you know, a lot of people say you're a fucking idiot. You know, everybody else took the money. Your your money was diluted by the money that everybody else took. Why didn't you take it? And uh, I just I don't want to be part of the problem. What do you do you remember when? There was there was I can't remember what happened, but they actually did come out with a list of the of the people and the businesses that took. Yes, that it's and, out there. And so when people said when people said, well, we don't want we don't want uh, the government to pay off people's student loans because, you know, we worked hard for our student. Right. Loans to pay those off. Then they go, bam, well, you took PPE money. So who, are you to, who are you to say <laughs> right. that they don't deserve free money when you took the free money? Right, right. right. So, I want, I want, exactly. And exactly. so there's always something where they can kind of catch you if you fall for it. Dude, that's why I, but, I'm coming of the opinion that pretty much everybody in society is captured one way or another. You know, captured yeah. by the system one way or another. I mean, very few, like there's a, probably a few select digital nomads who are not regulatory captured. But I mean, I'm regulatory captured. I mean, dude, I got a family. I got a business. I got real estate. I got they could lean on me like that, you know, and I'm going to bend. What am I going to do? Go to jail? You know, right. how do you so we, so how do you create like a more of a sovereign mindset to to be, quote unquote, not captured? I look at it personally like I have silos, like I have, you know, here's my Bitcoin silo and here's my fiat silo. They're two totally separate things now. And I'm just trying to like, you know, what, the, Bitcoin's an insurance policy. If the whole fiat world goes to shit, that's our, my, that's my only hope. Did you say if? Right? Did you say if? Well, it's functioning. I mean, it's 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 a slow train wreck, <laughs> and we're all you know we're all heading over to waterfall. You there? Yeah, we're all heading over to waterfall yeah. eventually. So I, you know, what do you? Yeah, what do you see? I I like that question. Where do you see everything going? You say it's like a slow or a train wreck in slow motion or something of this extent. Like, what do you? Yeah. What, so what I, are you looking I, at? And what do you see playing out? So again, I'm listen. I'm not an economist, and I'm not selling anything, and this that, or the other thing. I'm just this is my personal opinion. My personal opinion has always been like, and this is of 30 years of being in the economy, right? 35 years of being in the economy, hearing, you know, all these doom, all these people preaching doom, all these people selling and being gold, an entrepreneur and yeah, economy, and being right? and I mean, being an entrepreneur yeah. is that the they know like. The expansion of the money supply is no, it's 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 not a um, a surprise. Yeah. They know that's how it works, and it's basically an accordion. 
So the economy, in my opinion, is like a for you. And we go through these growth moments where, you know, they they stimulate the economy, which whatever way they do, you know, they they allow loans, this kind of loan, that kind of loan. They encourage this kind of borrowing, that kind of borrowing to, to you know, to create economic activity. And it, the accordion pulls out and then it gets too busy and, you know, prices go up. There's a shortage of labor and then they push it in. And Contracts, what that does yeah. is. Yeah, what what that does is it not only slows things down and you go, but it also creates a lot of taxable gains. Yeah, you know a lot of a lot of taxable gains because people sell all those inflated things and fear that things are going to get worse. So to me, it's like just like a game, in and out, in and out. But the accordion keeps getting bigger. And like I look back at, at the the money I used to stress about, it's like nothing now. You know, like I, <laughs> you know, it's like nothing. It's like <laughs> Well, the, another example is like, look at a piece of clothing you buy, right? Yeah. And you stress about the price of a shirt, whether it's $20 or $100. How long does it, I don't know about you, but I wear shirts for fucking years. You know, I'll have a shirt for five, five, six years. How many times you wearing that? You know, how many, yeah. the, the, you know, it's like at, at the end of it, the price you bought for it doesn't really mean anything. It's like the same thing with my wages back in the nineties. You know, I used to stress over my bills and my wages back then. Now I look at it it's like that was nothing, you know, compared to now things are just much bigger. You know, it's just, everything's inflated. Well, and that makes me think, you know, especially on that point you made, I think when we talk about inflation, one thing that a lot of us always kind of overstep is that is the capital gains tax. And I think that that is one of the most insidious things because you can't keep your wealth in the dollar because of the printing of money and inflation. So you have to invest it into some investment, right? Stocks, whatever it is, real estate. And then as you want that money back, well, you've made money on it, but now you have, now you get taxed on it. But all you did was just hedge inflation during that time. Yeah. I mean, look right now, short-term treasury bills are what, about five? five percent um yeah. the inflation rate's higher than five percent so you're paying taxes on the five percent yeah you can get guaranteed five percent wait you're going to give back you know a one and a half to two percent to the government and um so you're left with what three and a half percent and inflation's running at what ten percent yeah <laughs> it's it's absolute insanity and i think when you when you put those numbers down then people the hard part is just people don't really pay attention. They they're still stuck in the mindset of I need to get more dollars and that the dollar they don't like I don't understand how people can go from the the idea of oh prices always raise, they always get higher, they always rise, but then they also in the same way don't realize well my dollar is worth less and less, you know? Like they just don't connect that second part. I I think they are but I don't think anybody, most people don't know what to do about it. Like they definitely see the inflation. They definitely see their wages going, uh, not going as far, but they don't necessarily know what to do with it. Most people that I know in the fiat world, you know, don't think of Bitcoin as a viable option yet. Yeah. You know, when it, when it pumps, they'd ask me about it, but when it's correcting, they don't. You know what I mean? Some people do, but um, most people don't really see it yet. 
Yeah. I, th- I think they, I, that's why I say it's going to be a long road. And it, it's such a fun road, man. It's it there's a lot to look forward to. It's a lot of excitement. What? So going back into, you know, you and, and your in your history, Marcus and I always have this thing where, you know, Marcus says that, you know, engineers understand Bitcoin a little bit better and faster. When you're in construction, do you have an engineering background? I have a, I took some, I took some engineering courses, but I'm not an engineer. I'm actually a carpenter by trade, but I mean, I work with engineers and I guess I think kind of like an engineer, you know, I think about how things are built. I've always taken things apart since I was a kid and put them back together. You know, as soon as I learned about, Bit- as soon as I learned about Bitcoin, I mean, soon it, within, within yeah, a month. You, you took it apart, my- right? You took it apart. You, you, you looked at the components, how the thing functioning. You wanted to know how did it works. Is, this is for FF. You don't know this, but that's Marcus <laughs> gloating. That is Marcus gloating right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, within, well, a, within what's a the month, percentage, Sean? Like of all the people we had on, I think I'm up to like ninety something percent that 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 fit in this yeah. profile. You know who? You know? Uh, uh, never mind. I'll, we'll have this conversation after <laughs> that. Where Sean, I Sean is a little bit insecure because he's a basketball player. He's a jock. Yeah, I'm a basketball <laughs> player. And that's, I'm just trying to represent for the people who aren't engineers out here, just regular old basketball players. You know. I'm I, I'm not that I mean I I can function with a computer I'm pretty you know I, I I work with computers all day I I work on computers all day but as far as like coding and all that I'm I'm useless I mean I can copy and paste shit and follow instructions no but yeah I don't but, even, but but I don't know any of that but I was able to figure out like how to mine Bitcoin you know I was I was able to I'm able to figure out pretty much everything I you know with help of all the shit that's out there. Um, and most people are, but they just don't want to, you know, people don't want yeah, but, to. Yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you could just plug in a miner. Yeah. And, and like, if you, even if you don't run the numbers, you could plug in a miner and start mining. Right. Like, yep. but some, something it. like digital scarcity, right? Like what everybody understands, like what you said, copy paste. So, you know, everything that's digital, you can copy and can never be scarce. Right. So you had to figure out at some point, like, why is Bitcoin? digital but yet cannot be copied right how can it have a scarce element in there and i mean that in itself is something that a lot of people don't want to figure out because they don't want to put the effort in they're like oh that sounds complicated i'm just going to trust people who say that it is digital scarcity that it is scarce i don't i don't see you for somebody that's like correct me if i'm wrong but you probably went in there and figured out, okay, well, how can Bitcoin assure, assure that it's actually digitally scarce, that there's only 21 million, correct? Or Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I could, I can't read the code, but I listened to enough people. and But I did, um, on my node, you know, I did put in that function, whatever it was, that tells you the, yeah. uh, you know, the block height and how many coins have been out, have been distributed so far. Um but I mean, there is a level of trust there because, again, I can't read the code, but there's enough people out there who are doing the same thing that I trust that they know what the fuck they're looking at. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's enough eyes on this thing um, yeah. that know how to read the code that know that there's never going to be more than 21 million uh, out there. I am skeptical about a lot of the trading on all these centralized exchanges. You know, I think there's a lot of paper Bitcoin out there and a lot of bullshit out there. 
Well, they're definitely. Have yeah. you been Have you been following the Binance uh, news today? Yesterday? Yeah, I read the uh, I read the article. The well, the charges. What's, what's like, your? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're probably. Are you, are you surprised? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How could anyone be surprised? Right. Like, yeah. No, I'm not surprised. I think I think honestly, all that shit's got to go. All all kinds got to die, and I'm I'm ready to. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm, but how, but yeah. it's just like how there's like a million Pepe coins, there's a million dog coins, there's a million food coins. It's I like, just think enough people, you know, just like I think enough people will get um, rug pulled that eventually, just like me, just like you, they eventually figure it out. Any, yeah. you know, and it, it's just going to be a filtering. Uh, effect every four years, you know, a new class comes in, you know, 10% of them figure it out, they stick around, you know, <laughs> it's just every four years, you hold on to about 10% of the people that want to, uh, you know, that believe in separation and money in the state and a neutral, a neutral currency. I will say this, though, you, you rarely heard of anyone in 2017, 2018, 2019, that came to Bitcoin without buying an altcoin, right? without buying any, any of those. Then Sailor came along in 2020 and didn't buy any altcoins and then started explaining it and a lot of people. Yeah. And then there was more Bitcoin maximalism stuff going on. And then it's like, then you're just seeing regular people like, no, I've never bought an altcoin before. Like I've, in 2021, it's like, yeah, I'm class 2021, never bought an altcoin. I'm like, oh, this is different. Like, this is really new, you know? Like, yeah, people are coming and they haven't bought any altcoins and then and they never plan on to and they're not and they don't have that FOMO. And I was like, OK, this is a different stage in Bitcoin than I've than I've seen before. Yeah, I think some of the early guys are like that, too. There are some yeah. early ones that never bought any any altcoins, figured it out from jump. But, yeah, if you came around in 2017, I mean. It was now, I would say I, I would say I would say Bitcoin only was a rarity. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was it was it was a minority. And I always I always uh, take when people say I only bought Bitcoin and never bought any. I always take it with a grain of salt and not to discredit anybody there. And I'm sure there's people who really only did buy Bitcoin, but I still think a lot of people get drawn in by number go up. Yes. Right? And during yeah. a bull run, you look at the prices and you also look at all the other shit coins. And a lot of times they'll be pumping harder than than Bitcoin. So I also think when you're just coming in new, it's hard not to buy any of the other altcoins, right? Because yeah, the first thing you look at is price. But I don't know. And even even once you're in here and you believe in and and you know you believe in only Bitcoin and you, and your your only motive is your separation of money and state. If you're like me and you're yeah. a, you know I'm a gambler. I mean I like to I like to bet and gamble and have fun. You yeah. know it's 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 hard not to. Uh, yeah. It's hard not, not to, to throw some money at it. It's hard not to dabble, but and now I'm at a point where I'm like thinking, like, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a dope, you know. <laughs> Unless you have inside information, you're probably going to be left holding the rug. Yeah, like unless you're talking yeah. with the VCs. Right? Yeah. But then, but then, if you are the guy <laughs> talking to the VCs, you're the one pulling, doing the rug. Right. Like, right. That's that's what like I like to go to the casino from time to time. But at least I know I'm having a fun night out with my buddies <laughs> or my friend. You know, like it's right. not and the key in a room by myself 
trying to flip something and then like losing all my Bitcoin on it, you know? Right. And, and right. I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you kind of know what the odds are at a roulette table. You know, I don't know what they are, but they're a little less than 50%. They're, they're because and when you win there. at the casino, yeah. you win against the house. You're not winning and, against some, like some mom who put it, like some single mom who put in her whole retirement into Chiba, <laughs> you know? And, and unless you hit really big, you don't have to fucking pay taxes. So it's like right. betting on old coins, unless you have inside information, you, you're a mark. Yeah. And yes. if you get lucky, you got to pay taxes. You got to give, you know, it's, it's you can't hold an old coin long term. So you're going to be, be paying ordinary income in America. You know, yeah. it's, be ordinary, it's a short term capital gain. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's in the U.S. That's not applicable yeah. to me, for instance, though. But yeah. Well, you can't do anything so. over there without a VPN. <laughs> yeah here in bali right now yeah i'm in bali That's, without a vpn i can't do anything but for instance uh, you guys uh, always flip out when you guys hear about like uh, taxing unrealized gains and like oh that's insanity yeah. imagine that right but at the same time i also hear sean like freaking out over you know just regular capital gains taxes yeah. so a lot of times when I speak to people in Holland, they're like, you know, this unrealized uh, gain isn't so bad because yeah, in the end, you know what you're going to pay in, in the year. It's a small percentage. And in the meantime, you can like buy in and buy out and buy in and buy out as much as you want without having to worry about these capital gains all the time. So, I mean, I guess every every plus has a downside and the other way around. Yeah, as well. that's that's but, um, that's why that's why taxation in general is theft. That's why it's just get rid of all taxes. Let people especially work. when you can print money until they yeah. until they turn off the printing press. Let's. Well, why are we even talking about taxes? <laughs> yeah, like why why yeah. do we pay taxes when they exactly can, when they that's can the best answer. To Ukraine making. <laughs> trillions during covid like what's the whole point of paying taxes when they can just just press yeah, a because button? they because they have to make you believe that like the money is coming from somewhere because if yeah. people would know that they just created yeah. out of nowhere then... yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. the only thing yeah. the money printer should be for is for our taxes that's it <laughs> yeah I, I, you know i don't like as far as government and governance again i don't I don't put too much energy in voting or any of that anymore until we fix the money. I mean, it's all bullshit. What do you, what do you think oh, yeah. about this, uh, about this new candidate Kennedy out here? You know, he's out saying the right things about Bitcoin, at least maybe not about whatever guns or I don't know what else he's talking about, but at least with Bitcoin, he's saying some of the right things. He, he didn't like nuclear too much either. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't see fixing the system from within the system. I don't think it happens. Yeah. So, I mean, let him say, he's not going to get me out of my, get me off my ass to go vote for him. Yeah. Because uh, I don't believe in the system, to be honest with you. You know, like somebody yeah, you said. Gotta fix, uh, you got to fix the incentives, right? That's what I really love about Bitcoin. You know, in the end, you can't make more of it. You can't print it. So, you know, the way they could just like finance wars and finance anything they want just by uh you know by a keystroke basically yeah, that's going to change now that's you know if we if it's going to the rules the rules are constantly right. being changed and our government is constantly in flux so whoever's in charge this year whatever they tell you it, it take it with a grain of salt because there's going to be a new guy in charge in a couple of years and that's 
you know, that's the way democracy works. So you you can't pinpoint anybody. You can't is hold the, anybody's feet to the fire. Is that, is that in, in essence, is that the flaw of democracy is like that? Like, yeah, you don't get that's by design. That's by design, in my opinion. That's but, not a flaw. That's yeah. the founding father's design. It's like they knew, hey, there's one guy over there and a couple lords and they're getting everything. How do we make that? A, you know, how do we split that up a little bit more? Maybe maybe amongst a thousand people rather than 20 people. And I think that's what democracy is. I think it's just a ruse that makes people think that they have a say. But you don't. I mean, there's just there's so many mid, mid managerial yeah. uh, governing people in the yeah. system that really make the decisions. You know, the people we see on TV, I mean, watch C-SPAN. It's just a big glorified fucking meeting where everybody's going to get back to everybody. You know, I'll get back oh, to yeah. you with that. I'll get back to you with it. Nothing ever gets done. <laughs> oh, they just sit around and talk. And then when a bill is when a bill is it is is written, it's so long. Nobody can read it. Yeah. And it's it's by design. <laughs> Everything is by design. My brother, my brother, who he's not a Bitcoiner, he, but he has one really good saying. He goes, America's favorite pastime is bureaucracy. And it's like and you see it in sports even nowadays, because like you watch a basketball game or a football game. And what do they do? They got the replay going. Oh, what's the replay? We got to watch this replay for the next five minutes, you know? And so it's just like everything is just this slow bureaucracy and nothing changes and nothing gets fixed. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. I don't, I don't know, though. I, I have a question for you, FF. Like, for you know, like when I was in uh, in, in college and university, whatever, I don't know what the, the, the American term for it is, but... You know, like back then, I still kind of saw the world in this in this utopian way that there is something like democracy and you know belief in the institutions and in in freedom of press and you know that everything was kind of working. It, it wasn't perfect, but yeah, know, me it too, was me working too. as a democracy and stuff. And then, like, it was only I mean, I was in my late thirties by the time I found Bitcoin, and that really just like ripped like the band-aid off and it started seeing the world for you know the way i see it now which is a lot more like uh, a lot more skeptical well yeah, yeah i mean it's, 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 it's not very rosy you know it's kind of it's kind of infuriating at times you know so I'm, I'm i feel like i'm getting to a point now where i can be like okay you know what it is it's just like the world apparently has always been this way there's always going to be like 70 or 80 percent of people who are going to be sheep and they're never going to figure it out and they're going to keep believing in this and they don't want to hear the way it is or they're not going to see it maybe bitcoin will change that i don't know right because i mean bitcoin I, it's spreading this new narrative and it's working pretty well so maybe it will change i don't know but like I, were you somebody who always saw it or did bitcoin made you see this or like just curious is it yeah, something I mean, that comes with age maybe you know because maybe you just need to get older to figure this stuff out <laughs> so ever since i was a kid i never believed anything anybody was telling me <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I was raised in a Catholic household and, uh, you know, the, the church was way too much for me. I, I, I didn't buy I didn't buy half of it. You know, I, I appreciate the church and, and, what, and what they do for people and, you know, and everything else. But I, I was very skeptical. I've always been skeptical of, of everything. And um, so so Bitcoin, you know, started I've, I've always been skeptical of central banking and um, the financial world. And, you know, I lived through the 2008 crisis, all that. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin came along 
uh, it was too good to be true. You know, it, it really is. It's too yes. good to be true. It, it really um, and yeah. so, but, but, but I put in the work, I put in the work that, you know, now I, I feel that it, it's for real, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not bullshit. Um, but what really galvanized me was fucking COVID. The reaction of governments around the world, what we just lived through coordinated is you can't make it up. And anybody that denies that and how they separated society and how some people look at it one way and other people look at it another way. It's all, you know, I don't believe anything. I mean, we were told so much stuff that you knew wasn't true, but they swore it was true. They, uh, you know, they used the media, they used everything to try to convince you certain things were true. And now we're all finding out that a lot of it wasn't true or they didn't know, didn't even know what the fuck they were talking about. They were just telling us that because somebody else was telling them to tell us that. You yeah, know? there were so many so, lies there, and they were pushing lies forward. I mean, even like the simplest lie at the beginning of COVID. I remember Fauci. It was it was funny because the, like they, he was like, "You don't need to wear a mask," because they were lying, saying, "Oh, you got to get," you know, because they're trying to get PPE or whatever. Like the the yeah, mask. didn't have enough of them. They didn't have enough. They didn't of have them. enough so of first... them, right? And then they come on. They said, "Oh, we actually <laughs> lied. We told you didn't need to wear them, and now you have to wear two of them." You know, and then yeah. now they're lying on the other end of it, right? Yeah. So it's just like for me, it was, for me, it was like the 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 whole nine eleven thing, and then the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Then you're right; you had the two thousand eight financial crisis. Those were all like I was following that on the news, and oh, like my radar, you know, like it was like obvious that <laughs> you're being lied to constantly, you know. I wonder if it's easier to see too because you're not just, from the U.S., right? Like, yeah, from the United States, and so we kind of grew up with this programming. You know, you say, "Oh yeah, allegiance" every day in school, and you're yep. doing all those things, and and then you don't realize, like, oh, maybe this isn't as good as what it's as what it advertised to us our whole lives. Yeah, I think people in general want to want to trust their government, want to trust the people, their authority figures. But, um, yeah. you know, and that's why they go along with most of it, because the the idea that they can't trust them, that's just too difficult to deal with. You know, it, that's why a lot of people are turned yeah. off by to think that they can't trust the dollar. You know, everything that they're banking on to think that it's bullshit. You know, that's a tough yeah. sell. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you I don't want to see. I don't want. That's not the world I want to live in. That's not the world I want to believe in. So I'm just gonna stick my head in the sand, right? Right. I, I, right. I'd not, rather not, not think many, about it. Not yeah. many people want to see the world as it is. They want to see it the way they want to see it. But it's an inconvenient yeah. truth, right? And I think that's yeah. that's what Bitcoiners <laughs> are willing. To, we're willing to cross and, that chasm of of saying, "Hey, I don't care what the truth is, as long as I find out what the truth is." And I think that's. Like you get like tell me just the truth at this point. I'm tired of being lied to and I want to know what the truth is. Even even the Catholic Church that you were talking about. I mean, we just lived through like one or two decades where like one after <laughs> the other report, right? Of of all the stuff that went on within the Catholic Church. And yeah. All these people for generations, you know, whenever they would find out that some priest was was like, you know, uh, I don't know the right description following little kids or something behind behind the altar or whatever you know 
a lot of people were just like, no, no, no. I do not yeah. want to believe that the, the priest, you know, who is a representation of God and blah, 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 like that he would be capable of doing something of this. Like, don't talk about it, you know, just put it away. And the victims would just have to shut up and deal with it, you know, because it was just something people don't want to believe in or don't want to have to deal with. It's it's kind of like that kind of, what is it? Is that it's exactly, it's exactly, yeah. it's exactly yeah. that. It's exactly that. Yeah. There's a word for it. Yeah. And I forget what it's called. Uh, bias. I mean, what uh, cognizant? Uh, uh, yeah, some kind of was bias. cognitive dissonance. Uh, some yeah, kind of dissonance. Yeah, yeah cognitive yeah. dissonance. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's a tough barrier. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of, and I think that's just that's exactly what we're saying is, you know, even people in any in any country wherever you grow up or whatever religion you may grow up in, I think people just. They want to believe that, hey, this is a good thing. Or they grow up in a country and they go, hey, this country is good. Like, I get to live here. I feel relatively free. You know, things are good for me. I, I can have a job. I can do this. So I should be happy and thankful. It's like, yeah, you should be thankful. But things you also shouldn't just settle. And things can get a lot better than what they're at, too. There's a lot of people that are profiting off of you being in in some dead-end job or you not knowing how the monetary system works, people profit off of that. And so it's time for all of us to elevate up to a level where no one can just profit off of my ignorance. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is they're like, yeah, I'm content. I got my job. I have my family. I got my house. I got everything that I need and I don't need any more. And it's like, okay, that's good that you're happy with that. But this, in the same vein, you should also know how people are stealing from you because people are stealing from us. And and then if you know that they're stealing from you, try to find a way where they can't. And that's where Bitcoin comes into play. My, you know, and all obvious in all of our opinions. Yeah. It's a, listen, it's a parallel system. It's 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 the hope for my children and and you know and me and my retirement. I got a, I got the next. I figure I got the next third of my life. You know, I probably lived almost two thirds of my life and I got the last third now and um, I'm planning for it. And Bitcoin's a big part of that. Bitcoin and my health. I mean, when you get to be I'm just over 50, you know, you really start to think, especially if you want to be around to see this whole revolution, um, yeah. you want to be healthy. So that's that's yeah. where my um, emphasis is right now, trying to improve myself, keep myself active. Don't want to be sedentary. Ice, Got a are lot you of are you doing are you doing ice baths or no? <laughs> no I, I hate cold weather, man. I can't do that, dude. You should yeah. try it out. Here's what here's what the Finnish do. I learned this when I played ball in Finland. Is they would do the sauna. So it, uh, a lot of people miss this in the ice bath. Is you need to you need to and they miss it with the sauna and they miss it with the ice. You need to combine the two. So what they do in Finland is they go 15 minutes in the sauna. Then they hit the ice water for about 30 seconds. Then they hop back in the sauna for 15 minutes, then go to the ice water. They do that for about four sessions for about an hour. And you got to drink a lot of water. Dude, it feels incredible. That is, that'll change your life, man. That's seriously. Yes. It feels insanely good. Feels I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could go into that cold bath. I've seen it, man. Yeah. But I lose my breath. No, yeah, it, you'll be fine. And you just build yourself up to it. And if you've been in the sauna for 15, it's a lot easier to go in that cold water, right? I think that's because you're now you're just you're burning up hot and it's just this hot to cold therapy that really shocks the body. 
And not only does it shock the body, but it's just healthy overall. And and it makes you feel good right in the moment. And then you feel good. Obviously, it, it's good for your health overall. It's really good. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm being more healthy. I'm trying to live a more healthy lifestyle altogether, you know, because I want to be around for a long time. Bitcoin's going to last forever and I want to be there for it. What do you what do you make of like uh, because we're we're watching like uh, Binance and now Coinbase also getting slapped with like these I don't know whether it's a Wells notice or a court case right. or whatever but you know they're and and like Nick Carter talks about this he sees it as like Operation Choke Point right like we're kind of celebrating because you know finally all these shitcoin casinos are being taken down but at the same time it could be like this coordinated attack to to shut down the on ramps and off ramps right so you might need to start investing more into like p2p platforms yeah. for like trading and buying bitcoin who knows right Miners. so yeah like we we kind of like pretend that we make this show for like new bitcoiners as well and you know like when whenever you talk to like new people or maybe even people like your job that ask you about bitcoin they often like just have like a lot of practical questions right like where do i buy my bitcoin where do i store it you know like what you have any are you looking at anything there or any any well, advice you I, give yeah, like new I bitcoiners always, i always recommend to people either cash app or swan you know only bitcoin only uh on ramps or off ramps and i haven't heard you know, them have any issues. It's just these exchanges that are selling all these different digital tokens. Um, and I and I've always been of the opinion that on the roadmap to success of Bitcoin is all those things going out of business because I don't think that all coins have any value. You know, um, I think they're great for experimentation, I guess, but you know, I eventually think they all gotta fail. I mean, I I think it's a race towards zero selling Bitcoin. And plus, what, uh, how many coin have already out there? 19 million are already, you know, out in, <laughs> out in the wild? Oh, 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 the actual Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah, have, 19, yeah, more than 19 million have been mined. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, peer-to-peer. -peer, there's plenty of peer-to-peer -peer platforms popping up all over the world. You know, every year there's a new one coming out. And so, I mean, I think that's where it's got to go. I mean... I think everybody has to learn to self-custody. I mean, I don't think Bitcoin has any value. Well, Bitcoin held by others is stupid. Why have Bitcoin if you're going to let somebody else hold it? It defeats the purpose. You, you're just you're just speculating on the price. Um, so I, I, Bitcoin, yeah. So I mean, that and and that's a long road to get there. We're not going to convince everybody all at once. Like I said, say a say a million people come in every four years. If we hold on to a hundred thousand. You know, that get it because it's 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 a roller coaster. You know, it this thing tests you. It makes you learn it, either you either you sell at a loss or you or you dig in and learn why you you know, why you want this thing to succeed. Yeah. And I think that happens every cycle, every four years or, you know, you get more people with more um, that figure it out that want to put in. And it's not that much effort to to self custody. I, I could tell let me tell you a funny story. So a boomer friend of mine, he I convinced him to well, I yeah, convinced him to buy Bitcoin a few years ago in like maybe around maybe he paid around seven thousand. When it started to run up, he got nervous and he sold at a gain, right? 
Uh, maybe he yeah. sold it like 15 or 20 grand. Then COVID hit and he got, he got some, he got some money from, I don't know, some check he got from them and he was able to, to cash it on cash app and convert it right to Bitcoin. So he had about, he had about $4,000 in Bitcoin on cash app after this from like free money. He didn't, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know anything about it. So this guy, one night he's on uh, some social media, he gets a DM message from an Asian girl. Right. This is a 60, this is a 60 something year old guy. He like, I've had to hold his hand. I've had to hold his hand with everything. So he gets a, he gets a, he gets a DM from an Asian girl. He's a little lonely, whatnot, whatever. He starts, she takes him on to WhatsApp. They start communicating. She convinces him that her and her aunt are like these seasoned crypto traders and they do all this research. And she got this fucking guy who, I mean, this guy is the guy that prints emails. You know what I mean? No. Uh, he's that, he's that technologically <laughs> inept. She got this guy to download a wallet, uh, uh, you know, off the app store take his Bitcoin off a of cash app, put it into there, then oh. open up, a, then go to some fucking exchange I never even heard of before. In fact, I couldn't even get on it. <laughs> I could, he, he called me to ask me if this was a scam. <laughs> and I, I tried to get onto the website that he had his, supposedly had his coins on. And I couldn't even get on it through my firewall at work. So I figured it's something unscrupulous. But, um, yeah, so then she convinced them to send like two thousand and four thousand to this thing, and she did a short trade with him. She they shorted XRP, and he made like twenty percent in five minutes. So that's when he calls me because <laughs> he wants to know that this is a scam. I'm like, dude, you're never getting that money. You went short. I said, eventually she's gonna have you go long something. Either one of two things is gonna happen, and I gotta call him back to see what happened because this just happened. Uh, I said either one or two things can happen. She's gonna have you go along something that she's on the other side of, and you're just gonna be end up holding this digital whatever it is, an NFT. You know who knows what it's gonna be, but it's gonna end up being you know pretty yeah. much worthless or whatever that exchange is that showed you you made a twenty percent right. profit. You got some complete. numbers on the screen, but there's yes. nothing in the back <laughs> yeah. of it. You know? you get, yeah, you never get those coins back. Yeah, right. But but there. So when I, I that story, you know what that tells me? That story tells me that. If somebody has motivation, they'll figure it out. They'll so that guy, that guy figured it out because of his dick, right? I mean, <laughs> that's how he figured it out. Other people, you know, if you if you live There's in a, a country, word for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong brain. If you live in a country that's you know you're you're you you know you're suffering through twenty five percent inflation, you can only take out so much out of the bank a day. You figure it out. You know, people in America, though, most of us haven't figured it out yet. Hey, whether yeah. you figured it out through your dick or whether you figured it out through your stomach, right? yeah, we're gonna figure it out. Do we all I think you're absolutely ways? right, though, and this this plays into the whole idea why this is gonna take such a long time as well. I mean, I don't know about you, but like just like Michael Saylor, like when I finally figured it out, you know, and like you, I bought my first in. Uh, in, in 2017 or near the end of 2017 actually top of the ball a number go up and then uh, it all crashed and uh, anyway 2019 was for me like the year that i really you know like saw the orange light so to speak 
and after listening to so much podcasts and stuff but then i got really nervous i was like oh my god it's gonna go so fast like we're still i can't believe we're this early because i thought in 2017 i was late and now it's 2019 already but now it's like 2023 yeah <laughs> and people it it feels like we're still at the same stage yeah we're like one cycle on you know we're four or five years onwards but you know it still feels like okay I mean, the narrative has changed, you know, I mean, I must say back in 2017 and 19, you know, there were like guys like Jamie Dimon and anybody in politics, they were still laughing at, at if you mentioned Bitcoin or Christine Lagarde from the European Central Bank, you know, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's, a, sorry to say it's not a currency, you know, but if you hear them now, now we've got actual presidential candidates, you know, running on this and we just had FTX and they were lobbying DC. So, I mean... Bitcoin has definitely moved on from there, but it's like that whole idea of like, oh my God, like by next year, everybody's going to own Bitcoin. That's definitely not the case. And that, no, I really it's... agree with you there. It's it's going to come from, because it's it takes real work to understand and you need to figure this thing out from multiple levels, right? It's not only like the practical, but also all these people who just look at it as some kind of, you know, extra stock you can invest in and all these altcoins are just other yeah. stocks and some have utility <laughs> and Bitcoin has its meme function. You know, like that's completely different. And to me, it's still the biggest part of Twitter. I mean, we've got Bitcoin Twitter, but I feel like crypto Twitter is like 20 times as big as Bitcoin Twitter, if not bigger, right? And when you send people to, to, to YouTube to go learn, yeah. I mean, the, the the first 20 or 100 clips they're going to find are going to be from all these scammers. and Because and everybody, have, every, everybody yeah, wants to get rich right. fast. Everybody's got a low time preference and or high time preference, and, and they want to get rich fast. And, and that is, you know, what's, a, what's that fat bastard's name? Uh, ben, uh, Crypto oh. Boy, Big Boy, whatever. Uh, yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, if you follow him, you'll see he's just like teasing people, trying to get them to uh, FOMO into whatever he just bought. Yeah, right. He's like the new Richard Hart man. It's like what he's doing now with that Ben token is like, and then he's also dressing up in Gucci and stuff. It's like <laughs> it's almost like a formula, this. you know. Like I don't know how I don't know how regular people can't see that. It's like, dude, you got this fat guy. He's overweight. He's you know, he's peddling you some some altcoin that's never gonna work, and he's and he's yeah. rushing you into it and trying to get you to rush into it. Be, and he's telling you because it's gonna pump, but he's trying to rush you into it because he's trying to dump on you, and people yep. just don't see it. Yeah, but that's like that boomer friend that FF is talking about. Like, how yeah. can you get some Asian girl right reach out to you in DMs on Twitter? And you end up sending her like 5K or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense to me either, but apparently, you know, there's a lot of people that still do that. So, I mean, yeah, there's, oh my God. All right. well, <laughs> we, we, we normally like to finish with uh, three different questions. Uh, we got a little bit of time still. So, uh, we'll start off with question number one, and it is uh, FF. What did you read or listen to that finally made you swallow the orange pill? Well, I mean, the Bitcoin standard changed the, changed the lens I view my the world through. Yeah, it did. I mean, uh, 
the whole time preference and saving and, you know, how you've seen like things in the real world change since we've left the gold standard. I mean, the Bitcoin standard changed the lens I see the world through. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I just had a buddy in Spain and he just, and I was telling some other friends to read the Bitcoin standard out there because it's translated in Spanish. And then yesterday I hadn't told him, but he's, He's kind of been like a Bitcoiner, an altcoiner guy. And I was trying to get him to really focus on Bitcoin when I was out in Spain. And then he sent me a picture of the Bitcoin standard. And he goes, have you, this is literally yesterday. He goes, have you read this book? He's like, I'm sure you have, but it is amazing. You know, I was like, not only have I read that book, I just talked with safety in a couple of weeks ago in Miami. You know? I yeah. Like, I was like, Dude, it's but it's cool when people start to really focus in, then you can see that that change where it's not investing anymore, right? It's Bitcoin is my savings and and how that totally switches up. Yep, and uh, absolutely. Um, and then also, um, I mean, I fell right down the rabbit hole. I read all the all the different books that kind of related to Bitcoin, like um, Sovereign Individual. The fourth turning, um, you know, all these di layered all those money. different books. Uh, layered money, I kind of liked, but I really didn't like. I no. mean, it because okay. I had heard him on so many podcasts. I kind of when I was reading it, I kind of heard it all already. Right, you know. But um, and uh, when money dies, when money dies, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good books out there. What about the ones from uh, Antonopoulos, uh, like Mastering yeah. Bitcoin? Or well, Mastering Bitcoin is very technical. I I I yeah. read like the, the beginning of it, and I have a copy. Um, but I read all those other those, those little books. I forget what they're called. They're like smaller ones, but they're all like all his lectures. Mm -hmm. They that was very okay. good. Even like, and, the, um, the, like the quotes of Satoshi, right? There's a book out. There's a book like that. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I I personally still always really like uh, Gigi's writings a lot. You yeah, know, from Twenty One yep. Lessons, but he also just like does these different write ups and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. To me, I don't know who's who's your favorite like Bitcoiner in that sense, because Gigi is definitely in my top three for sure. I don't really have a favorite. I appreciate. I mean, I I like them all for different reasons. I don't really have right. a, like a, a favorite. I mean, I could. I mean, Mister Hoddle's one of my one of my favorites. I've known him since the beginning. Um, yeah. Matt O'Dell, another one. I mean, the people that they're they're my favorites only because I've been able to during my let's just call it voyage. I've been able to. They were here before me. And they were, I was right. able to reach out to them and ask them questions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, safety, awesome. Met him a couple of times. P, uh, Pierre Rochard, another one. You okay. know, those are the kind of guys that I that I admire. Oh, and right. I also, I, I, you know, um, shout out to. Dieter Bob or what's uh Chihuahua? Are you are you Dieter Bob? Are, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, and he's he's fucking definitely rough around the edges. But <laughs> he is who he he is who he is. He doesn't try to pretend to be anybody but himself. And I mean, you gotta fucking love that. Yeah, 
Yeah. He, he never exactly. tried to sell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> he he told me that um, I was gargling Preston Fish's balls once. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny because not many people know that you were blocked by Preston for memeing him. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's dude. He's ruthless. He's relentless. Oh yeah. Yeah, I oh, like yeah, that. For sure. Yeah. We need that. We need, we need that. Yeah, but we only need one of those. We don't need a whole army of Dieter Bobs. We just need one. Dieter Bob yeah. himself, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's this whole culture, right? Like, okay, we yeah. don't maybe that's why you were hesitant too about like who's your favorite Bitcoin because you know, there's this saying, you know, like slay your heroes, or we don't have any yeah. heroes in Bitcoin. Well, what, you know, like nobody. What's his name? What's his name? Was my first big influence. Um, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Greg Zad. No, blonde haired guy. <laughs> blonde haired guy. Greg uh, Foss. No. <laughs> Mimble Wimble was the Mimble Wimble. Remember, he, he oh, freaked Trace, out him. Trace Mayer. Trace Mayer. Trace Mayer. Oh, he Trace was, Mayer. He was a huge. Right. He was a huge influence, man. Huge influence. What happened? What happened to him? He disappeared. Because I kind of. I he never broke. like by the time I reached Twitter, he was gone already. I'm, he, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he wrote a book on how to disappear and then he disappeared. Yeah, he wrote the book How to Disappear a long time ago. But yeah. he um but he was peddling Mimble Wimblecoin at a at a trade at um Tone Vase's conference and uh, like everybody kind of lost respect for him. So he kind of like uh just gracefully disappeared, disappeared which you which you know that's that's much better than doubling down. I honestly think, right. honestly, I think that might have been done on purpose, like to yeah, Bitcoiners to not like him, so then they wouldn't really like if you because he had a lot of Bitcoin back in like 2014, like a, a lot, you know. So that could all just be a straight yeah. up like a offset, right? Oh, yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pedal this shit coin. And no one's, and then everyone's gonna not like me, and then I'm just gonna disappear, right? Like that'd yeah. be a smart exit. It would be. What's your next question? All right, next question. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but how do you see a Bitcoin standard playing out? Not in my lifetime. I see a power. I see a parallel system getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually. Um, it might be in my lifetime. Who knows? Eventually, you know, people will start to think of things in Bitcoin value rather than dollar, rather than their different fiat currency values. Like, I think that will become the standard yeah. around the world, you know, rather than me giving you the exchange rate for your local currency. I'll just tell you it's this much Bitcoin and you'll know. Yeah. Like this may, this is 15 sats, right? Yeah. Right. Like imagine when we're paying it's oh yeah that meal is 15 sets <laughs> it's gonna happen and when it does we're gonna be like wow <laughs> here's a couple sets for you yeah like, like one set was not even close to 15 sets right well i always think like people are zapping 21 69 sats on nasta right yeah and you and you hear about that like in uh 2009 2010 when there was faucets with bitcoin and people were just throwing around yeah. bitcoin you know we yeah. might in like, in like max guys are giving away ten thousand bitcoin yes. on a laptop <laughs> yes yeah in, in 10 years people are gonna be you gave away 69 sats what are you yes. a jerk off? yeah <laughs> he was like, I was in for a meme you know for a meme yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For shit then, like, yeah but then i just replaced that the next day in my dca you know yeah right 
All right. All right. Well, let's let's do it then. Anyway, we we usually don't like the number game, but you said not in my lifetime. What do you what do you see Bitcoin doing in uh, in your lifetime, price wise, purchasing um, power wise, whatever? You know, like if what if, what, what, if what will live, Bitcoin get you if, if you I live, live another twenty? If I live years? another if I live another thirty years, let's say if I live yeah, another 30. thirty years, let me see. So that will be like um <laughs> I'm doing the math. Yeah. <laughs> um I, well you gotta figure in thirty years the dollar's gonna lose its value. Another again. seven another, another seven ninety nine percent. Another ninety nine percent in thirty years. So uh I, what, I don't what, think what what will be like the block subsidy be, be then? In thirty seven years in, from now. Mm. Gotta pull that I don't, up. I don't know, but it's gonna be a small thing. So yeah, I mean, you could look at it that way. If um, if the block subsidy now gets you twenty three thousand, and that's going to be half seven times, so would that be like twenty three thousand to the seventh power? No, that's not how exponentials work. Times two, times yeah. two, times two. Right, right. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know, like three million. You know, like three million a coin. If the dollar, if the dollar holds its value, right. <laughs> when has the dollar ever held its value? I know it's only so. Listen, I'm happy with the. I'm happy with Bitcoin holding its price right now. You know, I'd love to see it consolidate. The more it consolidates, the more people have time to learn, think about it. More people come in. You know. Um, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. I'm enjoying the whole ride of this, yeah, the I whole like revolution, it. watching people, you know, have an epiphany and figure it out. And then, yeah. I mean, nothing's better than nothing's better than when somebody, you know, in real life comes to you off the record and wants to learn. That's yeah. the best. I will, yeah. I will say the longer that Bitcoin stays lower, in my opinion, it's better because it gives I think people still are in that unit bias where it's like, I want to get one whole Bitcoin, you know? And when it got up to 70,000, it was just like, well, I don't know if I can get a whole, like, if you're just starting, it's like, I don't know if I can do that. But then it drops down to 15 and people are like, oh, I think I can get a whole Bitcoin or it gets to, I get to like right around 30 now. And you're like, okay, if I work hard, I think I might be able to get a whole Bitcoin. And, and so like, if you're, Obviously, in the United States, depending on what country you are in the world, that may be very hard to do. So, but I do think yeah, even for, it being lower, in price, people, it's... yeah, even it being lower in price is still good because just the Bitcoiners, wherever you are around the world, we're starting, we can accumulate more Bitcoin ourselves. And we're not the people that are flipping it, you know, gambling it. We're just the people that are constantly buying and holding. So I think that's what's really cool about the price staying lower and longer yeah absolutely get more sats for the dollar yeah last question <laughs> go ahead okay do you want this marcus you want me to go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Okay. you got it so we've talked this whole time about how bitcoin's gonna win how it's so much better uh but what if we're wrong we have to be rational right what if we're not right uh, what do you see as Bitcoin's greatest threat? Hmm. 
What do I see as Bitcoin's favorite most? Well, the, I mean, the government can always, they're always changing the rules. I mean, it's not going to threaten Bitcoin, but it's going to, it could threaten my ability to interact with my Bitcoin in this country, right? Um, that's, to me, the biggest threat is that, uh, you know, is that they create some kind of uh, incentive not to use Bitcoin, make it, you know, or they deem, like you said before, like a, like a false flag, they try to demonize us, like we're tearing down the economy by, uh, you know, by hedging our bets against the dollar. That's basically what we're doing. We're, we're, we're looking at the system saying, this is not sustainable. Even though you've convinced, you know, 90% of the people you know what you're doing, we don't believe it. And yeah. so we're going to, you know, hedge our bet and have a, a, a separate silo of something else that, you know, <laughs> so that that's, that's my biggest, that's my biggest threat is that they, they, uh, that we get a bad, uh, bad bunch of people in government that try to, uh, take our freedom away from us. Yeah. Those, those... I, I love listening to, to, to that Nixon speech in 1971, right? When he took, uh, took us off or took you guys off the gold standard or whatever. Basically, when you listen to that speech, he actually says, you know, like, uh, we suffered, uh, financial crisis after financial crisis over the last decade and because of the speculators like this because of the speculators yeah and we need to defend the dollar from the speculators yeah and that's not because, why not because we've yeah. been in war yeah <laughs> right but that's how they twist it so i completely can see that happening again right like these yeah. bitcoiners are destabilizing the system they're openly, and then they're going to use all our tweets. Like, look, they're they're like hoping for the yeah. dollar to, to collapse and this and that, and we need to defend the dollar and the United States way of living, blah 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 blah, from the Bitcoiners, and that's why we've decided to make it illegal. And if you own Bitcoin, you have to hand it in or face yeah. penalty or face blah blah blah. That that kind of action, I can totally see that happening. Yeah. They're gonna have to and they if they do that, they're gonna have to I mean look at COVID, right? Like it yeah. seemed yeah. impossible, but then yes. one day have, all of a sudden it's reality. Right? They would have so. to do that in accordance with a recession and at the same time release the C B D C. And so when you do it, you have to make people believe that the C B D C is the United States bitcoin and it's good and it's that captain america bitcoin right because it's the it's the u.s cbdc and then the bitcoin bitcoin is the dark net you know shadowy super coder uh black market thing that people use and that's what has caused the recession or the de great depression of america something like that that's how you'd have to that's the beauty that's the beauty of um, social media now, though. The message that, you know, like you said before, we were all raised in America. You know, we were broadcasted. We were programmed in school. You know, yeah. it was only three, four networks that we listened to. And then cable TV, you know, everybody had a broadcast license. Now right. it's social media. And the movies, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, right, Hollywood. But now with social media, you know, it's uh, much harder for them to control the narrative. So there's a lot of hope there. I don't see that happening. I mean, I already have. I've already orange pilled enough smart people myself in my own, you know, um, circle yeah. that see things the way they are. So if they did try to pull something like that, they, they have enough understanding to know what's going on, to know why they're doing that. Right. You know, yeah, there's, there's a lot Sometimes. of sheep out there, but I think there's enough of us. Yeah. There's enough of us to call them out on whatever they do.
it's good that COVID happened because yes, because that did wake up a lot of people. <laughs> like I said, it also showed us. It also showed people. It also showed us that a lot of people are sheep. But then some of those like quote unquote sheep. I don't like using that term necessarily, but I don't know what other term to use. Uh, but some of those sheep did regret doing what they did, right? And or or like how they kind of fell into the narrative of saying, "Yeah, we're gonna mandate. Yeah, you guys are bad if you don't do this." right and so and some of those people regret doing that which is which is good because or they regret that they were got the propaganda to do that too a lot a lot of people like i don't know about you but i didn't make when when covid was unraveling right in front of us i didn't make up my mind either way yeah. off the off the in the beginning i was very neutral and i watched things play out and i did my research and i listened to everybody from every side and and when i finally thought about everything and i made an individual decision i actually wrote a little um little write-up about why i was choosing my own individual path how i was going to go about living through COVID. i wrote up a little thing i sent it to every all my friends i might even have published it on twitter or whatnot and i'm glad i did because everything that i wrote in the moment while it was unraveling live I was right to think what I was thinking, you know, I was right on with everything. I mean, I didn't, but I waited, you know, I waited like a month or two to, to listen, to understand, to, to listen to both sides. Yeah. And it was very evident that there was a big push on trying to get me vaccinated. You know, oh, yeah. like if I, if I wanted to go work here, I had to have proof of vaccination. If I wanted to go play golf here, I had to show my vaccination certificate yeah. at yeah. the gate before they would let me play golf. I mean, way in Spain, man. <laughs> It's crazy yeah but you're right i'm glad it happened also because it opened up a lot of people's eyes and now we can always point to an example hey you don't think that would happen you just lived through this yeah 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 and there's you know and it's different like whether you i look at it whether you got vaccinated or not i don't even think that's the bigger i think you should be allowed to do with your body whatever you right. want to do with your body but the fact that you had to show proof of it or that you had to you know that we created a separate society for people who were and who weren't that's and there's these mandates and all those things that to me was the bigger atrocity you know do whatever you want to yeah. do with your body right that's in the name of the, everything was done in the name of science and they the science was all um, all over the place they would contradict themselves i mean first first they told us natural immunity was the best thing and then yeah. Natural immunity wasn't wasn't good anymore. But wait, yeah. we, right. we were we were told our whole lives that's how vaccines work. You shoot the disease right into us, and we we get it a little <laughs> bit, and we become immune again. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it was a wild period, but it's good that it happened because people can kind of see, you know, we can see how that could happen again. Yep, so. or something similar, or something similar. You know, they'll convince they'll try to convince you of anything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but hey, guys, I really appreciate this. Yeah, I appreciate going on early with me and and being patient with me to get you know to make this happen one day. I'm I'm glad I got to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're happy too. So uh, I think that that'll be that'll be great for for today. Thanks, man. We'd love to have you come back on sometime, Marcus. Any any final words? 
Yeah, well, you you just stole the words right out of my mouth, uh, FF. Like for me, like you mentioned, Mr. Hoddle and all those guys in the beginning. I I don't know. You probably didn't realize it, but you know, like in the beginning when I just got on Twitter, you were one of those you know persons in 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 my list of set of like Bitcoiners I felt I can trust or you know just you you bundle a group together, right? And you you kind of form the signal off of that. So. I really appreciate like having this talk with you and and, and uh, enjoy that a lot. I always tell Sean this is, like my favorite part of doing this whole show is just that we get to meet all these people that you've kind of like been hanging around with all the time. And I mean, we're going to be throwing this having party next year, April. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to make it, but uh, where are you going to have? If so, we're doing it in El Salvador. <laughs> it's literally oh. called like the. Have you been down? <laughs> the Bitcoin, Bitcoin having party. I've never been there, but. I... I have the means to go. I just don't know if I have the, uh, if it's in my schedule. You know, if at the right, time well, I'll be able to go. Come on, I would go. It would be awesome. It would be awesome to drink a beer with you there or whatever your poison is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it would be cool if uh, one day, I mean, I have yet to go to my first Bitcoin conference. Sean has been like doing like all of them for years already, but I just went to some local meetups in Amsterdam. But yeah, I look forward to meeting guys like you, man. I enjoy, uh, I mean, just like you said, you don't get to talk to a lot of Bitcoiners, but when you do, the time flies. I can't yeah. get enough of it. So I look forward to the day to uh, meeting you in person. So thanks you for your time. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Keep in touch. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Man. All right. Take it easy, Sean. Thank okay. you. All right. Well, we're over now. It's over. <laughs>